And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a uh, explosive edition of the Warriors All-82 Playoff Podcast. I say that for many reasons, but we're also, me and Marcus Thompson, are sitting in the visiting team press conference where a lot of times we always do this. Stone's throw from the visiting locker room where it went down. That's where I was going. Uh, The Warriors really broke the Nuggets' spirit tonight now stuff can change in denver usually a series does shift at least emotionally when you you know it goes to the game three but that was like you know that was a shook nuggets team where you know demarcus cousins and will bartner you know kind of squabbling on the bench Jokic is getting ejected and i mean there were moments particularly when the warriors were were going with the lineup that we'll talk about where you know steph curry's just being allowed to walk into transition threes and they just seem lost yeah they they were a mess. They were an emotional mess. And you know what? It began with Nikola. It began with the MVP. He was frustrated from the beginning. You could tell he was determined, like, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to dominate. Well, he got two loony fouls in yeah. the first 90 seconds. And then he ended up having to deal with Draymond. Yeah. It's too good. It's too loony fouls good for no, you. Yoga's just like, no. Nah, yeah. He won't be doing that again. Stay out here, loony. But he started getting frustrated and then gp2 blocks his shot and he kind of unraveled and that was not he only blocked his shot tapped him on the butt oh, which yeah, that, was, by, that was right yeah this is the third time that that gary payton has blocked Jokic's shot this season and in the second time was in game one and he tapped his butt afterwards and you know payton does that I, I, oh yeah not even just when he gets stopped sometimes like i remember luka Doncic scoring on him and he tapped luka like the payton just like loves these like individual matchups against stars but you could tell it was a little bit trolling that the butt tap of Jokic twice and and he he tried to go at Peyton going into a timeout and then he got a technical later he didn't even get a technical for that and then he got the third one yeah Peyton Peyton knows what he's doing by the way he's yeah. he's his daddy's son right he's he's a little bit low-key with it but you see him do it all the time he's always touching guys he's waiting for you to show some kind of something and then he's going to really, uh, like, dial it up. He's a bit like Draymond that way. But I do think the moment that Jokic lost his composure, that was pretty much it. And they they knew they were in trouble <laughs> after game one. And tonight they played like a team that was in trouble because it was going well. They hit their shots. They were they were playing well offensively. The Warriors weren't scoring. So they, they had a, what, double-digit lead. They were looking pretty good. Next thing you know, Steph comes in. And it's gone. And then they build it back up. Steph comes in, and it's gone. And you can see they just don't have answers. They don't have counters. They don't have other options. They don't have anybody to come off the bench. They just don't have any answers. And Jokic, poor Jokic, you can tell in his expressions and how he's reacting. He knows, like, I can't get anything going, and there's nothing else. We have no hope. And that's what a team looks like with no hope. 
Yeah, I mean, it rem- I I covered the Suns Nuggets second round series last year, and the Nuggets got swept. And by games three, four, this is what the Nuggets look like. This is what Jokic looked like. He ends up clotheslining campaign to get ejected and and ending his season that way. So he, you know, he he can boil over. Um, but you called that too before the series. Like he's he gets a little emotional. He does. <laughs> he loses control. Um, so, you know, you mentioned the different points of the game where it turned towards the Warriors, but obviously the big one is the same situation as game one, which is end of the second quarter. The, they finally go to the Poole, Clay, Curry, Draymond, Wiggins lineup with 6.02 in the second quarter. It was a little earlier than in game one. 9.0 run within two minutes, uh, plus 14 in five minutes. Overall in the series, they're now plus 29 in 11 minutes. Uh, it's like a over 200 offensive rating and a 75 defensive rating. We can kind of get into the mechanics of it, but it's just pretty clear like this not only is their best lineup, this will very soon, I think by next series, be their starting lineup. Yeah, because of Denver's situation, they can use it as a kill switch, right? They, it's a purely a closing lineup. It's a thing to like kind of turn up the heat. And, you know, it, it, what's crazy is there were portions of the run, especially the first one, where Denver was answering. Like, the game wasn't out of control. And then they started. I think they was minus eight to start. But it felt like it was over. Like, even though it's still a game. What, they go to down six at the half or something like that? Or- so, so they were down eight when they came on the floor. Then there was a 9-0 run, like I said, within two minutes. So they're up one then. And then it was like a slower run and the half. They're up 57-51 at the half. That's a six-point game. Now, it's a, it was an absurd ending to the half. But, but it still, felt like the game was over, right? Like, <laughs> they their whole disposition was like, oh, my God, we're done. And the Warriors are out here, like, as as, uh, as they were talking, the Nuggets were talking about for the game. They're out here dancing and celebrating. And it was a, like it was a still a good it was still a game, but the vibe like you threw that out there and the way they're running and how spread out they are like it was over and it wasn't over yet like it was emotionally over it was theoretically over and that was the crazy part so that's why you like they probably won't even pull it out to the next series to steady die because they could just use it as a kill switch. Yeah, I mean because I think part of the reason you felt it was over is because Denver knew, like, look, if Warriors want to go pedal down here. And maybe they'll have to in Denver. And, I, you know, I think it might be even good for this lineup if they really get pushed in Denver. They're trying to come back with, like, three minutes left in a road environment, something like that. But, you know, Draymond has subtly hinted at it in the weeks leading up to the playoffs and then just kind of came out and straight said it postgame. But, like, Jordan Poole is going to have to start. Steph Curry will be starting, which means somebody's coming out of the starting lineup. I think what we've learned over these first two games, the way Andrew Wiggins is playing as a slasher, as a rebounder, 17 rebounds in two games, we can get to that. Um, as a 37% three-point shooter, that it should be him in the lineup and it should be Kevon Looney out of the lineup. And you know what? If Kevon Looney is just Draymond Green's backup and Draymond Green's the starting center and Looney just plays the non-Draymond Green minutes, that's good. And it's not like what they would use Looney for to start their games is actually is working. It's not. Like, he just doesn't guard Jokic well. So, the benefit... Okay. I mean, yeah, obviously. But it, I I think he's... Is he, I'd, I'd prefer Looney against DeMarcus Cousins. Like, that... May, that so, it kind of sets up well, in a way, for when, Looney, when Jokic goes off the court. I mean, you're right. They gotta do it. Like, there's no way Jordan Poole's not starting. Uh, which, you know, was the point it, I made. To me, the urgency needs to start quarter one, game one in Memphis or I guess against Minnesota potentially, <laughs> right, but well, particularly if it's in yeah. Memphis. I, I just, yeah. 
but but then do should they just do it now to get the reps? You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean that that would be showing. What was the Steve Kerr quote from way back after preseason game one? We're chasing wins this season. That's just like building what you are. And the reason to not do it initially, right? Because there's people in the organization who be like, let's get let's get this lineup out here, right? But the reason to not do it is like, hey, what if you do it and it doesn't work? You just basically blew your, your bullet and it didn't pop. But now you got two games to prove that. Denver can do nothing with that lineup. So you can almost end the game early, right? You can almost kind of kill their spirit early. And you go up 3-0, we all know what that is. So to me, it does make a lot of sense to start it. But I, I still think Steve Kerr is out of respect for Looney, right? Out of like – for Jokic a little too. Jokic and the minutes restriction for Steph. Like they probably – he still hasn't played – to 25 has he? Like, <laughs> yeah that's the other thing and you're he's still wanting to stagger right. jordan and steph so they always have a creator on the floor um and you know in a weird way the looney start worked tonight because they were going into the game going we know Jokic is going to get fouls like yeah. he's going to get some early whistles to set the tone and at least it was you know to, for them it was like well looney go take go ahead, the two looney, yeah, yeah. and they were kind of like ticky tack a little bit but it's, it was just so looney right like i'll take these fouls and then i'll go to the bench um, but to me, look, they have a 200 offensive rating with this lineup in this series. This is what, like, the identity of them is, like, this is a hyper-aggressive offensive unit that's fast, that has three guys that can shoot it out to 30 feet and pools a bit, you know, hotter than anybody right now. Uh, Wiggins as a slasher, Draymond as the DHO and the passer. Uh, they should be a really good offensive unit. And in this series, who they're facing, it's like a team like perfectly built for them to exploit. They have a center they can't take off the floor. They yeah. can't go small. And then they have terrible perimeter defenders, like no really good guard defenders. So they should destroy this unit offensively, and they will be tough for any team to guard moving forward. Um, but they can only survive and thrive if defensively they hold up. It's a little bit about what I wrote about, but Wiggins has to rebound, which he has, and then Draymond has to stay strong. In, inside and he's been great against Jokic uh, but it's like and the guards the guards gotta they gotta fight on the perimeter yeah. right that's a that's a big part of it you can't just let guys get in especially when Draymond is the only backstop if he's got a good big to defend you can't have him jumping off the help dudes getting beat off the dribble so like you can see Steph out there really kind of pushing it fighting around screens and the, 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 the good part about it is Jordan's been doing it too and that's that's something they're like, all right, Jordan, this is what we told you. Like, if he's fighting around screens, you, you, see him, for him. you see him rip Will Barton on a drive? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, look, at he can do it. He's, he, he, just, he just has to commit to it. I think that's all of this season has been about getting him to get to that point where he can do that. And through two games, he's been out there fighting on the perimeter. I do think that's a big part. They're going to have to stop point of attack off the dribble. They, they just can't let dudes beat them like crazy. But it's also... Monte Morris, Will Barton, like these are guys who are, are good, good, solid guys, but not not guys who are just going to cook you off the dribble. That's the thing. Look, Memphis will be doing the Warriors a favor if Steven Adams gets a ton of minutes, particularly against that lineup. But generally, you're probably going to have Jaron Jackson, switchable center out there, and then, you know, a better offensive attack. The Desmond Baines, John Morant coming downhill. Who of those three is guarding John Morant? Technically, it would be Wiggins, but suddenly Wiggins is becoming a power forward. Is that going to be the guy guarding John Morant? Uh, and then Phoenix, Aiton's a better switchable center, although, you know, still somewhat exploitable in that lineup. But then Mikael Bridges is out there, and what are they doing offensively when you have Devin Booker, you know, Chris Paul? Like, those are the looming tests. So 
they, the Warriors, it's been 11 minutes. It's not even an NBA quarter. It's an explosive 11 minutes. It is, it's a small taste of what it can be. And it, but it, sh- it shouldn't just, like, there still needs to be perspective in, like, this is, like, just a team perfect for them. Especially to, since, like, you name those other teams, like Jaron, Aiden. Those are guys that even when you beat them, they're still going to be able to contest. Like the Warriors know right now, especially when once Jokic get to free throw line, if they get by their man, there's nobody there. They they don't they have no fear that Jokic is going to block it from behind, and they don't have any respect for Aaron Gordon. Apparently, <laughs> like there's nobody on either end. <laughs> on either end, there's nobody who they are worried about at all. So it's a little bit different though when that's some long six nine Mikael Bridges. You know, uh, well, remember what it was. The, it wasn't the Christmas game. It was the game early in December where, like, Bridges and Aiton were so good defensively against yeah. the Warriors. And I, and by the way, did you see the first half Pelican Suns oh, game one? Yeah. I think Barkley at half was like that. Might have been the best half of defense I've ever seen. Thirty-four points or something like that. Thirty-six, yeah. I think. But I think the Pelicans had like four paint points and were shooting twenty percent or something. Like that. Yeah, that they're they're just different, man. And with Aiden back there, they got guys who could just get up in you and pressure you. But I do feel like the league hadn't seen a, a lineup like this. And the unique part is you got two Steph Currys since you got Steph and the Steph Light, and that just creates a ain't good, too light right now. Ain't too light right here. That's that's. That creates an entirely unique set of problems because either one of them, when they're on a guy, they've got two guys you can't leave on the opposite side. And that is just, that's a problem. So, I mean, that's what I'm right about. Like how you having two guys who can create like this and shoot like this, they just haven't had that before. You haven't seen that. Even with KD, he was like, yo, I'm going to create the shot. I'm going to get to wherever I can get to. And he was, and that lineup was great because defensively it was incredible, right? Like that. But this one on offense, like two guys who can do that, they just haven't had that. Two guys who could hit that shot Jordan Poole took over DeMarcus Cousins. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Like, early in the season, like, remember how much Poole was, like, airballing? Like, he was still, like, hit some yeah. threes, but then he was, like, airball twice a game because he was taking these wild shots. And, like, you know, again, we've talked about the percentages, the 
Like, the thought was if he could get to become, like, a 36 37% three-point shooter, wow, he'll become a good player because he takes a lot of, like, bad ones, but, you know, he's confident he can get to the rim. Like, if he could just up his level from 32 33 to 37 that'd be great. He's now almost two months of 43% shooting on, like, you know, double-digit attempts per game. It's just, like, if, if he is going to be this, and Clay Thompson, by the way, you know, shooting it well looks good – and it's like really been bumped into a role that fits well. It felt early, especially when he was forcing it. Like he was, he was just like over, or I guess underqualified for the role he's playing. Now it feels like he's overqualified. Him and Wiggins. It's just like if Pool is this, which we're getting more evidence that he is, it does change everything. Yeah, it changes everything. It makes them so difficult to guard. It puts pressure. It's like that old the old Warriors used to be like, hey man, we're gonna our defense is gonna be offense, right? If we get one twenty, we put pressure on the uh, the opposing offense to match it, and that's a version of his defense. Like Denver, you could feel like those minutes before they put that lineup in, like you have to win them, you have to because you know you're gonna lose the minutes with them, and it creates this pressure. They will do that. They will put that pressure on you where you cannot let those dudes get going. Because if you do, they're gonna then they're gonna shift the gear on you. So well, and it's the game changing runs, which are you know that is uh, traditional to the this Warriors dynasty, which is you know Denver. You've played a great game all the way up until six minutes in the second quarter. You're up eight and boom, boom, yeah. you're down one. That's that's Warriors basketball, right? That's what it's been under Steph Curry. Uh, especially, I, I just want to see it against a better team. I want to see it against a better team. I want to see it against a team that will at least compete on the back end, right? Like, Well, let's just – let me let me lay this path out for you. Now, again, we need to watch Memphis-Minnesota game too. And, like, Memphis needs to respond. But Memphis is like, – Jaron Jackson could, was a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he can do a lot of stuff that will bother the Warriors. They have a good defense. You know, they, we know who they are. We mentioned Phoenix. Let's say it's like a Miami or Milwaukee in the finals. You see Miami switching everything. Right. <laughs> against Atlanta, Trey Young couldn't do anything. I mean, like, th- the tests are going to ramp up quickly. And, like, it might even take the Warriors, even though this lineup will shock the league, like you said, I think it might take them a little while to realize, you know, yeah, it's going to yeah. be very different coming up. Especially late in games, right? Like, where you got to kind of – you got to execute. You got people who are locked in on you. And you just don't have all these mismatches all over the floor. Against Denver, they got so many mismatches, right? Oh. It's just every – I mean, they're running, you know, Bones Highland against Steph. Like that's a bucket. <laughs> that's a bucket every time. Like your your Bones Highland and Jokic is your defense against Steph. Like that's a bucket. Like that's a no matter what switch, don't switch, trap, whatever. You pick which how you want to do it. That's a bucket. So I do want to see them where they don't have so many matchups all over. But I, the potential is just so high. You got just so much shooting, so much creating, and like you said. If Jordan is shooting 43% and Steph is shooting – you got three dudes essentially 40% shooters. With deep range and quick triggers. Yes. You know, there was a play tonight, and, you know, they speed up. And especially with Draymond out there, they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And especially if they're getting stopped, especially if Wiggins is rebounding, they're getting out in transition. And, like, you could tell they're like, who are we guarding? And there was one play. Steph gets it, speeds it up. You can tell they're running. They're being told to run. Aaron Gordon's like, oh, I guess I got Steph. And then suddenly Jokic is on pool. 
and they don't know what to do. Steph breaks down Gordon off the dribble easy. It just turns into a swing-swing, and Poole has it, you know, a couple feet behind the line. Jokic was the one supposed to be closing out on him, and you could say he's like, what is going on? Remember, I mean, Jokic crashing into Poole on a three? <laughs> like, right, yeah. it just creates there all these situations. There's one where Steph comes down, and he just walks into a wide-open three, and Will Barton turns, and he starts screaming at Monte Morris. It's like, like but they were just in chaos, sheer chaos mode of that. I don't know how they recover from this. Uh, it's gonna be I tough. agree. And, you know, look, they'll, they'll probably have a nice, like, counter swing in Denver. They might even get game three, and, and we'll talk about it. But uh, I want to talk about three quick hitters before I get out of here. Steph Curry, 34 points in 23 bench minutes. Seems notable. Plus 32, which is crazy. First, first player in NBA history, according to Elias, to get 30 points in 23 minutes. That, that's pretty big. To me, it's just like that. Probably the biggest storyline of the night. It's just like he looks. He, he looks looked healthy like himself. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he got another on back moment. Apparently, I didn't see it on TV, but he got another moment where he's on back. Uh, he hadn't had one of those in a while. It's been a long time since we've seen that. You could tell it was good for him. He came out immediately, first possession of the game. ISO, yeah, ISO jumper, and went as like he's like I'm not doing the passive thing. I'm going to get. I'm going for it tonight. I think it was against Bones Highland. He's like, you really bones. only bones on an <laughs> island with me first. Possession. First possession like like he really is the backup point guard coming in you know like he really is that's what it was he's like i'm six like minute here like he's brad wanamaker or something coming out there <laughs> oh, uh wanamaker straight wow um other thing draymond awesome on Jokic. i mean he's avoiding fouls he he frustrates Jokic to the point where he's getting tossed i mean this is look three weeks ago there was reason to doubt whether he could get back to 80 percent of himself and like certain fear that like can he hold up physically over the course of a playoffs it's only been two games but he's facing the best you know or one of the two best centers in the league and this isn't the over the course of the marathon of the playoffs but man he looks healthy spry and able to deal with any interior matchup if he can deal with this one and the 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 impressive part to me is not just that he's dealing with Jokic He's dealing with Jokic, and then he's leading the break. And then he's like, let's go. And he's got all the energy. Jokic is gas. And, and then he's doing a 20-minute uh, press conference. And then he's going to do an hour podcast Pocket. tomorrow without a guest, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'll be all right he's without got, a guest. He's got DPOI thoughts. And then he's got legs to hit threes. He's hit a three in, in both games now. Like His amount of energy and his like fluidity out there, that's the part that's impressive. It's like he's not just – all right, I got Jokic, y'all got the offense. He's like, no, let's go. And he's just overwhelming Jokic with his ability on both ends. Yeah, I mean, three weeks ago, I'm in Atlanta and D.C., and he was looking horrible. Against Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really, that one That one was, like, I mean, just, jarring for yeah, you to watch. Just, they just owned Danilo for so long. And like, to have that dude look unguardable was wild. Danilo must have been like, that one felt good. Yeah. I know it was a regular yeah. season win, but like, eat it. Eat that one. Um, last one I wanted to ask you, Chase Center, two games into the playoffs. I thought it was – I mean, this is – if you are a crowd, like a team cannot give you more to cheer on than these, like you said, dancing and threes and everyone's making plays. Suddenly this crowd doesn't just have one Steph Curry to watch. They're watching two Steph Currys tag team each other. In. But it was a really good crowd. Oh, it was great. It was uh... – you know, it's impressive how the I mean, the Warriors fans understand what they're watching, right? Like Poole hits that shot, they're not like, "Hey, what just happened?" They know that it's, they know all these shots are crazy, right? Like they're going with it. Uh it was a moment where like Steph makes his finally he misses his first two technical free throws and he makes the third one and they like cheer like 
They're engaged. They they're know, locked. They in. know what's happening. They know like what they're watching is crazy, and they respond. You could feel it in there. Like it's not light. I know people are gonna be like Oracle. I, forget that. This feels like something. It feels like something is building here. And you look at Denver. They were falling apart. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like the bunker suites were like the people were in the seats pretty much the whole game. That's like some of the stuff I worry about is like some of these like, you know, expensive areas of the arena. Like do people stick in it? They were all out. I was looking up at the theater boxes. Like people are all sitting in their seats, like really engaged in the game. And then, I mean, you're in the down here in the tunnels post game. Like these fans were walking out like they just basically seen the best movie that you know when you're walking out of the theater like that was a great movie that was like the tunnels tonight was like what a show (laughs) the tunnels were kind of popping out as you say so it was kind of lit yeah that's funny the only the only way you know i gotta leave with a little hate uh come on gold blooded you gotta step it up that needs to be a metallic gold Forget that yellow, black and yellow stuff. Come on, step it up. Invest the money. Get some black and actual gold T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Adapt San Francisco. You got you got, you got, to pressure the Warriors to give you some more money. All right. We will talk to you. Actually, we're going to do a bigger podcast with Kawakami in a day or two. Warriors plus minus. And then we'll talk to you in Denver also. See you.